welcome to the Panoramic Outdoors Podcast, connecting you to all things outdoors. Welcome to episode 127. I'm Sheldon Grant from Panoramic Outdoors, and today's episode is brought to us by Swellfish. If you're looking to get a new inflatable boat, um, one of those classic inflatable boats or a whole bunch of products for your boat, check out swellfish.co on the old interweb. Uh, they've been supporting our podcast now for a little bit, and we're supporting them. Check them out. That's swellfish.co. Today's episode's a great one, and before we get going into it, i got to introduce my uh, best friend. Chase Dry, like what's going on over in your part of the woods? Woo. Well, just uh, you know, between rain showers over here, we're just holding it down. I got the uh the bow target set up down here now. So I'm 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 practicing a little bit of archery in the basement when I can. And then Chase, uh, wait. <laughs> talking about before we start recording, we we're talking about how certain people interrupt people like um on the Meteor podcast. <laughs> And I just interrupted Chase really bad, but I I just wanted to tell you that I'm highly disappointed in uh, your choice of uh, where you want to live, because I just found out today you can't shoot bow in your backyard because it's like illegal or something. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm, not, your... I'm not exactly sure if I should be shooting in my basement either, but here we are. Um, yeah, huge, not great, especially because like I used to shoot my bow every day when I lived on the acreage, so it's a bit of a yeah bit of a shift maybe that's why my mental health has gone so south but <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah a little bit of archery practice and then uh picked you up anything new on your bow no no i literally just pulled it out of the case and i'm like oh man this thing needs to get cleaned up so i might go either head over to heights or to uh, alan's custom bow tuning there and get a few things tuned up um but I was over at Heights the other day and picked up a new Beagle tube. I got the new Phelps came out with, with this new like metal Beagle tube. And uh, it has like a neoprene case on it and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's obviously going to for sure kill me an elk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, my, my old my old Beagle tube was like it has like a really small mouthpiece on it. So it's kind of tough to do like a challenge Beagle or a lip ball. And uh, my kids shoved a bunch of uh giant legos in it and i can't get them out right now so <laughs> <laughs> it's funny like your bugle tube thing it's like uh i remember this story i can't remember who was telling me maybe it was one of my buddies but uh some of this guy is like putting and he's like misses a bunch of putts blames it on his putter goes in buys a new putter misses a bunch of putts and he's like i don't fucking get it and it's like because you fucking suck at putting <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's that's well. That's the thing about my old bugle tube too. Like I called in quite a few elk with that thing, but uh, not a big deal. Yeah, when uh, when this this new one dropped from Phelps, I was like, oh, I got to get that. I really wanted one with a larger mouthpiece on it, just because like I feel like that could just help out the calling a little bit. But um, we'll see. See if they can yeah. bring them in as tight as that other call did. Yeah, for sure. And- um, just like a quick shout out to the Heights. Like we had, uh, um, Jason and Alan on last fall to talk about like pre setup, pre archery mm-hmm. season, 
really great episode. So if anybody's like getting into our chanting or maybe just want to, you know, listen to that episode before they get out to maybe go buy something new or upgrade your bow or do whatever, check that out. There's a lot of good information in there. Um, I'd have to go back and look what number it was, but I'm not about to do that. So just go through our catalog. It's this time last year or maybe August last year. Yeah, it was August, I think. Yeah. So yes, and what sir. about what about what what about fishing? Been uh, been out fishing since last time I talked to you. I talked to you not too long ago. Actually. Yeah, not too long ago. Not I uh, haven't been out since. Um, did that last? Well, last time I went out, I was in the swellfish, right? So did a little tour in that yeah. thing. Didn't catch a thing, which was very peculiar because, well, nobody was catching. I was talking to all the folks on shore and that were using the uh, conventional methods, and they they didn't weren't catching. I was fly fishing out of the swellfish, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um. But tomorrow, which will be, I mean, when people listen to this, it won't be tomorrow, obviously, but I'm hosting a a learn to fish clinic through the MWF on the shores of the Red River, which I'm excited. I was talking to a few buddies who were fishing the location a few days ago and they said it was, excuse me, lights out for gold eye. So, um, I'm honestly, honestly just hoping we catch a few fish. So I'm excited about that. I was listening to the Meteor podcast not long ago. And they were talking about, oh man, what were they talking about now? Uh, who, uh, Lewis and Clark. Mm-hmm. They had some expert on there. And they're talking about how Lewis and Clark loved catching like their whole life. I think they had like 40 people with them or something, but they loved catching Goldeye and Moonite or loved eating them. Oh, really? And then they, yeah. And then Stephen Allen and his group went on to bash Goldeye and Moonite. <laughs> And then, then came back around and said, well, actually, if you smoke it, it's pretty good. You can just pull the meat off its bones. But um, I've had smoked gold eye that you've done before, and I thought it was it was pretty good. I've never, I guess I've never ate it like any other way. But Yeah, we just smoke them as well. They're, they're uh, pretty pretty choice choice fish when they're, they're brined and smoked mm-hmm. properly. Are they fairly oily then if you like filleted them and fried them or what they are a bit oily but they do have like some funky y bones in them too that are difficult to fillet out so it'd be pretty tough um yeah so gold eye moon eye i know gray lane are kind of like that as well you got to cook them really well and just pull the bones out um Mm -hmm. yeah um this episode is actually gonna be super cool i say super cool a lot i'm trying not to say that anymore but so i got that out of my system but we have um, Richie Caseman on and his son, Jack. And Richie, if you don't know who Richie is, he is a film filmmaker and editor for Live to Hunt with Cody and Kelsey. Um, Live to Hunt is actually on right now on the Sportsman channel on Sunday nights. They're all launching new, their new episodes. New yeah, season, all right? new episodes. Yeah. So there's some cool stuff on there. Check that out. That's Live to Hunt with uh, Cody and Kelsey. Um, but before we get to that, a few more little announcements that I have, I got maybe one more question for Chase. Maybe Chase has a question for me. Who knows? It's pretty grumpy tonight. <laughs> Anyways, um, the store, our store is up and running like usual. But the cool thing that we're doing is we're do- we're getting putting together a getaway. <laughs> Sorry, not a getaway. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, we're putting together a giveaway, and in that giveaway, we've been talking to some of our some of the people that have helped us out in the last year or so, getting some things together. Um, one thing that we've been talking about is maybe giving away an ice auger. Or something from Jiffy. Uh, Jiffy Iceauger has been helping our podcast out a lot, so I always have to give them a, a huge shout out. If it wasn't for companies like them, uh, it'd be hard to do the podcast. So thanks again to Jiffy Iceaugers. If you're looking to get into one, check their website out. 
website out, jiffyonice.com. Uh, they've got all their augers on there and all their new ones coming out and all their accessories. So check them out and stay tuned and, and uh, follow us along on Instagram, Facebook for our big give- giveaway. Hopefully there'll be a ice auger in there for you. Um, Chase. Speaking of ice augers, you're down south now. You plan on getting out and doing any fishing? You, you've been up north for like the last Speaking few weeks. Augers. Yeah. Segway. Segway. Yeah. What, what are your plans? You, you going to wet a line? Yeah, my um oh man. So I just got back from up north. I've been there for about a month and I got to work a few more days down here and then I'm off for three or four days. Anyways, my old man was asking me if I want to go to Assippi because apparently the bite is like really good out west there. And I was just like, Man, like I've been driving so much and doing all this shit. Like I do not want to drive. It's for me it's like close to three hours, maybe two and a half hours from here one way so i'm like ah, i really don't want to do that but pelican lake is just south of brandon like within the hour so i was like well let's go to pelican you know and so not to give like a hot spot away but apparently they've been doing really well walleye fishing there so um i talked to a good good buddy of ours blake morkin and uh he said yeah he was fishing down there a couple times they're doing all right so asked them what they were using and you know throwing cranks and uh twister tails and like the I don't know, like a white swim bait kind of idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're gonna go and try that thing, try that out a bit. And I'm kind of excited because I'm normally just like a jig and minnow type guy, like jig and minnow fishing team. But um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna try a bunch of different stuff out this time and do a little bit of trolling. And hopefully the weather will will be nice. It looks like it's gonna rain, but that's my plan so far. Pelican Pelican Lake, yeah. Sweet, that's exciting, man. Into hot yeah. walleye bite. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm super excited too because when I get back to the north. Um, I got a campsite booked at Paint Lake and I'm going to set up the Citizen Canvas tent and the wood stove. Um, and the nights lately have been super like getting down to like low temperatures where, you know, it's going to be nice sleeping type weather where you can mm-hmm. maybe put the fire on. Nice. So I'm kind of hoping I, I can still slip into that weather pattern. Hopefully it's not, doesn't get too hot up there, but um, yeah, I'm excited to to do a little bit of camping at Paint Lake and then doing some fishing there as well. Um got a couple of buddies there that got boats and always well or always asking if i want to come out so hopefully catch some fish on old paint lake that's Go wicked man park. yeah that's super cool super cool now you're gonna be saying oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the other thing too is like um with these days off i gotta get my bow uh get my boat i want to start shooting and i'm actually gonna take it up north with me and shoot up with my shoot up with my cousin no big deal we're big druggies but i'm gonna take <laughs> it up north and uh shoot it up there at my cousin's place so um get my practice with that and get my crossbow out and and uh do a little bit of maintenance waxing and mm-hmm. all that fun stuff and because i'm not gonna be back again until the end of july so yeah and by then it's gonna be getting tight to opening day end of August. Out just a couple of weeks right that's right. My elk tags came in the mail. Oh, yeah? I'll tell you that, yeah. Are you excited? I am. I'm like, man, what am I going to do with these? Where am I going to put these so I don't forget about them? And I remember where they are. So they're in my underwear drawer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's where all my important stuff goes. Yeah. As long as it's high enough where your kids can't find it. Yeah. And then put it in the cookie jar or something and then you'll never find it. Exactly. Yeah. How's your How's your weight loss going? You're going to the gym quite a bit. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It doesn't look like I'm losing any weight. I haven't really weighed myself at all either. But uh Yeah, but you've never really looked like you're like big, but like 
you do have scrawny little legs yeah definitely scrawny <laughs> legs oh man it's like so that's the, the one thing that i've been focusing on so like the main thing that i was that kind of drove me back to the gym was obviously well it was like just wanting to get more energy get back in shape and you know improve mental health and um man when i was walking up and down the stairs this this winter my knees were sore so i was like uh-uh uh-uh i gotta gotta improve something so um there's this guy on instagram i'm sure you everyone's heard of him if they listen to any of rogan stuff with the knees over toes guy he's got a bunch of exercises there so i've been doing a lot of them and just kind of like really doing like a, a really back to the basics strip down uh building up like leg muscle kind of focus and um yeah it's uh it's humbling there's I got skinny legs. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot of big guys that go to the gym. So I'm just like, ah, fuck, come on. It, it's, a, it's a long process. So, Well, I hope you don't take that as too big of an insult. I just like, when I look at guys' legs, not like I look at a lot of guys' legs. But when I do, <laughs> there's like, I kind of categorize it. Like there's like volleyball players and then there's like hockey player legs. And you're just like in a volleyball leg category, you know, just lanky. Yeah. Yeah. I got like it's the 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 funniest um like comparison or not comparison but the funniest uh example was like we're talking about muck boots a while ago and i one i was like yeah and oh my my one buddy was like yeah they they seal up real nice around your calf and i was like not my calf it's just like a broomstick flopping around a five gallon bucket (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah that's funny. You know, the one thing that you did mention, and uh, it's kind of been sticking with me in the last little bit here, is mental health. <clears throat> and uh, you going to the gym to, you know, for your mental health, I think is really ad- admirable. Um, a lot of like people in my life lately has been affected by mental health. And I just, you know, I just want to take a second just to like tell anybody that's listening or whatever is to take that time and, and look after yourself because. There's a lot of good people in this world that have been that have been leaving and it's it's not fair. And I just, you know, I do a lot of things outside in the outdoors for my mental health. I know a lot of people that are, you know, outdoors people or anglers, you know, say that mental health is huge and, and getting outside is a good way to, to cope with it, right? So mm-hmm. I just hope uh, anyone that's listening, you know, look after yourself. Uh, we still want you around. Yeah, so... I guess kind of one, one like, uh, thing I could say about that too, like in the past, obviously like I shot my bow every day and that was, that was a great way to kind of recenter myself and, and, uh, get that little getaway I needed. But, uh, moving to town, obviously the opportunity is not quite here as much and I'm working from home, uh, so, you know, sitting at the desk for lots of hours early in the morning and then, uh, uh, into the afternoon kind of thing to the end of the work day. But my my getaway now is like the one benefit of being in town is that I ride my bike to the gym, do a quick workout, ride my bike home. And that's like my, my reset for the day. And I feel a hell of a lot better coming into the afternoon. And I am a lot more productive, um, rolling into the afternoon after that too. So, um, quick, quick life tip for y'all that want to hit the gym, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mental health, man. Just, uh, something you don't want to take for granted no that's for sure um 
but yeah, I'm also looking forward to the fact that it's it's going to keep me in shape rolling into the elk season here too. And uh, I, I feel bad that I haven't been able to get out and, and do a bunch of scouting, summer scouting, like I normally do. But um, time time is more valuable or time is less available these days. Right. And uh, gas is a fortune. So you're, I'd be looking at like a solid at least $200 a day going up to elk camp and back yeah to do some scouting so that's that's kind of a, a tough pull to swallow um but one benefit is i got still got all the waypoints on there from uh from on my uh, iHunter app from way back when and uh i'm pretty confident some of those spots way back in the woods will still be holding some elk so i'm yeah. uh, happy about that i was gonna say i uh was coming home from thompson and i was driving through that kind of neck of the woods and um brought back some really good memories but i was cruising by yeah i should probably tell you this off the air but i'll tell you anyways but i was cruising by like the let's say like this kind of like southwest area we're hunting Mm -hmm. along the highway looked into back into like the fields where we were hunting Mm -hmm. and i could have like i should have i was gonna stop and get my binoculars on them but i'm pretty sure there's elk standing in like this alfalfa field nice and like it was just one of those things you kind of looked out there and it's like what were those like i'm pretty sure there's no cows there you know yeah and i should have went back and looked but i was been driving for like seven hours i'm like i gotta get home yeah yeah pedal to the metal um, but yeah I'm, i'm looking uh i'm looking forward to listening to your uh, to your hunting story with your elk hunting story i'm also looking forward to getting an invite hopefully i'm still like my hat or like my brim of my hat goes straight up because i look in the mailbox every day so my hat's like <laughs> straight up and down you're invited man you're invited that invite. i think it's it's going to be a weird season though i think it's going to be a lot of weekends I, I might take like uh do like every friday off in september kind of thing <laughs> maybe a couple mondays to extend it we'll see what happens well, and that's the thing. You, you made a valid point, and I know um, Jody likes to. She's not like an accountant by trade, right? So she likes to like add the the pennies up. So that that's a valid excuse to be like, "Well, honey, the gas is so expensive. I might as well go there for six days yeah, straight." Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah, but yeah, no, it might uh, that. Well, it might come down to that too. We'll see what happens. The... Oh, and I got a. You, you know, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a. He just bought a cabin up in that neck of the woods too. So maybe oh, we should. Oh, uh, is that right? Swing in there and have a schnick with him. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Anyways, so now that all of our listeners tuned out, fast forwarded to the episode. Yeah, you probably say anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, all you, all you uh, listeners out there, we have like I said a great uh, episode. Chase, if you have anything more, I'll let you butt in here right away. But um, stay tuned for. Richie and Jack Casement, they're going to talk about a little bit of bear hunting and what they have coming up in the fall. It's a really cool episode. It, it really, uh, to be <laughs> to be very honest, it really hit the emotions. I had had some uh, tears in my eyes while we were talking it for a bit. But. Yeah, if if uh, any of the listeners are thinking back to their their first hunts and and uh, any parents out there thinking back to the the first time they took their their kids out, you know, this will. This will definitely tug on some heartstrings for you. Um, kudos to De- Jack for coming on and and uh, sharing his story, and and uh, big thanks to Richie for for coming on and putting it all together. Yeah, fire this one up, man. Let's not wait. All right. All right. Well, today's episode, I'm very 
happy. I'm very honored. We got a, a guy that's back for a second time, and then we got a rookie uh, on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Richie and Jack. Good day. I'm surprised you want me back. I didn't think I was that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were actually wanted to get Jack on. That was the main fair. Part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So how we're going to start the podcast out, as all of our listeners know, we do five burning questions. Because there's two of you on that end of the mic, we're going to do thir- three burning questions that you guys can answer them, uh, both you guys. But my first question for you, Jack, you can answer this one first. What is your favorite meal and to drink? Um, I really like chicken wings with honey garlic. Nice. And what do you what do you put with it? Like a milkshake or something? I really like ginger ale. Nice. That's a good that's a good pick. What about you, Richie? Ooh, probably pierogies. Yeah, nice. no, yeah, it'd be, it'd be pierogies. <laughs> can can we rope Polina in on this one too? Oh, <laughs> on this question? Yeah, she's hiding in the back there. <laughs> you didn't say your drink though. Oh, uh, cold pilsner on a hot day is pretty hard to beat. Very Saskatchewan like. <laughs> Saskatchewan boy. Yeah. Um, I like Filipino pork belly. Yes. Usually. And my current favorite drink are those fizzies, like the hard seltzers. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Right on. Pork, pork belly is right up there with pierogies for me, too. It's something I never tried before, but after getting into the Filipino cuisine, I guess, it's easily one of my favorite foods now. If you guys haven't tried it, you got to. I don't know if I've ever tried pork belly. What about you, Chase? I've done pork belly before, not Filipino style, uh, I don't think. But uh, I did see that on uh, on your Instagram feed the other day, and I was like, man, I got to try that out. So, Yeah, she has this awesome marinade. It's like a family recipe. People kept messaging, asking for it, and I'm like, ah, I can't really he do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Top but secret. when you smoke it on like uh, some kind of smoker barbecue, it makes it extra fantastic. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, uh, I'm also a huge fan of Filipino food, so love it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I recommend okay. it to everyone. <laughs> Uh, I got the second question here lined up, and then Chase will ask the third one. But my second question, Jack, you can answer this again first, but what's your uh, favorite fish to catch? Ooh, that's a tough one. (laughs) Well, I love to catch trout, but the fight is really good. But I like tough fights with, like, huge fish. So it's got to be sturgeon. Have you caught a sturgeon before? Yeah, but not a huge one, but... Maybe right when on. I'm a bit older, go to BC or something, catch a white sturgeon. Oh, yeah. So you caught like a river or lake sturgeon, I guess, would it be? Yeah. Lake sturgeon, probably, yeah. Right on. Richie? <sighs> probably brown trout on the fly. It's just, <laughs> oh, they're so beautiful and so smart. It's it's like such a challenge and so rewarding when it finally comes together. But there's so many fish out there that I want to catch and love to catch that it's hard to narrow it down to just one. <laughs> <laughs> And we got to hear about Paulina. What's your favorite there? Yeah, same thing. Brown trout. Becoming nice. a bit of a trout snob now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never caught a brown trout before, and I'm. Uh, no, me neither. I, I definitely got to make a point to get out with them. My my buddy was telling me the other day how he likes to go after them, um, rate kind of at dusk when they. And he says you can get a. Sometimes you can get them on the the hot mouse bite right at oh, dusk. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, I haven't caught any at night. That's definitely on my to-do list in life. But, yeah, it, you guys have incredible brown trout in Manitoba, so you guys, yeah. you're just crazy not to be going for them. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. 
All right, I guess I'm up for question number three here. Um, Sheldon stole my question, actually, but uh, my my uh, my second or my question is going to be um, our, one of our standard five burners here. And uh, Jack, what's your favorite uh, favorite band to listen to right now? What are you listening to? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um... Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, basically anything that comes on the radio. I'm not picky. Nice. Oh, you, have, you have some favorite bands. Well, I really like Fleetwood Mac. And... Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Solid choice. I really like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. yeah. I was actually listening to some Fleetwood Mac today. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we were listening. We had a fire on the weekend and stuff, and we were, had a big mix of music, and Fleetwood Mac came on, and we were like, there's never a bad time for Fleetwood Mac. It yeah. works with everything, every situation. No kidding. <laughs> Paulina? Um, from... For like an older band, it would be Led Zeppelin. Nice. And the newer Whiskey Myers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Solid. <laughs> Very solid. I feel like uh, the the hunting community has a has a strong like music um, relationship to music because like all the hours you spend traveling to and from hunting spots and scouting, yes. there's there's got to be a good mix of music uh, yeah. in in the vehicle when you're going places. We we spend a lot of hours on on the road going fishing and hunting obviously but yeah it's basically essential to have a good mix yeah or listen to a good podcast you know yeah <laughs> that too that too Chase and I went on this moose hunting trip in southwestern Manitoba so we put on a lot of a lot of kilometers scouting and uh, we found this song by Current Swallow I can't remember what the name of the song was Rolling but Rolling and yeah. we're like hey that this is gonna be our moose hunting song and we're gonna play it until we Till we shoot a moose or whatever, I we must listen to that song like six thousand times. <laughs> and then when Chase actually harvested a moose with his bow, and we just cranked that that tune up, and yeah, I, I'll never forget it. We're just super happy and pumping. That's music. cool. Then it just sticks with you too. Every time you hear that song, it takes you right back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We've got a few songs like that. ACDC Thunderstruck is Cody and mine. It's like our we're going in. We have like high odds of high odds of success kind of stock or something like that thunderstruck comes on right before we go in just to get pumped up nice yeah and freebird sometimes paulina we had to like <laughs> cruise aggressively fast across a pasture we had a buddy that was looking for elk for us and she had an elk tag and we put on freebird like the live 13 minute version <laughs> which gets pretty into it and it helps you get places fast if you need to <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's great great well i think that's the or did, did you answer that question who do you who are you listening to right now uh or was that your answer well be, she stole my answer basically with <laughs> zeppelin we've been yeah rocking the whiskey myers lately anything chris cornell used to make was pure gold Coulter wall we listen to a lot oh Scott yeah Bright, there you go great music yeah so yeah He's a big mix voice. yeah, yeah I, it's unreal. I gotta say uh and maybe you guys might get a chuckle of this, but the the funniest or the I don't know if you want to call it a Saskatchewan joke or a Saskatchewan compliment, but uh, I was watching one of Coulter Wall's music videos and one of I don't know if it was an interview or a media person, and uh, at the start of the the interview he kind of says uh, um, Coulter Wall saying he was he was back home for a for a bit and and uh, the interviewer had called it Northern Montana. <laughs> had a good chuckle. Except we don't have mountains, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I love it. I, I love the prairies. 
I love Saskatchewan, and I'm I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're like twins. Manitoba and Saskatchewan are pretty close to the same. Yeah, you guys just have more water and bush. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, how why we wanted to have this podcast um, was to talk to Jack a little bit about his first bear kill, and I don't want to get into it too quick. I want to maybe learn a little bit about you, if you don't mind, uh, maybe telling telling us a little bit about yourself. Like, do you got a full time job? Are you in university and school? Like, what do you what do you do? <laughs> well, uh, hmm, it's hard to explain. We're here. Um, We're listening. I love to play uh, soccer. Nice. And I don't know. It's hard to think. What grade are you in? I'm in grade six. You're in grade six. One to grade seven. Yeah. Nice. He's nearly how, twelve. Oh yeah. Right yeah. on. And how long have you been hunting for? Um. Well, so far, I just when I was hunting one day. Yeah. <laughs> so in Saskatchewan, you have to be 12 to hunt. Okay. For big game, anyways. But before that, we could hunt beavers and coyotes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But them. we never got any coyotes. We tried a few times. There may have been a couple misses here and there that we have on video. <laughs> but he, yeah, shot a couple beavers, and that was his first like hunting experience, I guess. But he has been along, along on a lot of hunts as well. Right on. Right on. So, Jack, so when you uh, decided to do this bear hunt was there anything in particular that you that you did to prepare for the hunt um well i need to calm myself down because i didn't know the feeling i was going to feel when the bear was going to come in so i was just kind of like okay it's it's just a little bear just a tiny little bear make myself feel like oh it's nothing big yeah yeah right on and what about uh shooting did you do a lot of practicing like what was your do you have like a routine did you shoot after school or what was your plan well i was at 34 pounds for a bow right and after like every day of school i would shoot until i couldn't no more and i did that for a week straight and i ended up getting pulling 42 but i guess i was just having a crazy moment there and i was pulling really strong but we end up going to this who was his name oh uh there's a bow shop in the city, Michael Kincaid. Yeah. Okay. Kincaid's and archery. We ended up dropping it down to 40. I could pull it then, but after that, I, I just couldn't pull it no more. I lost my strength. In Saskatchewan, <laughs> you got to pull 40 pounds to legally hunt with a bow. And right. he was on the edge of it, and he wanted to do it with a bow, but he couldn't quite do it consistently enough, so that's why we elected to go with the crossbow. Yeah, just to be oh, safe. Yeah. 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 And, and there's also, like, the... The first big game hunt is very exciting and then you amplify that with bow hunting it may have been pretty overwhelming as well totally totally man <laughs> so the crossbow is kind of a nice compromise of yeah everything. well being able to pull 40 pounds at your age i feel like is a, is a great accomplishment to start out with and uh it's, it's funny you talk about like pulling the bow back and shooting until you couldn't do it anymore because i remember when i was younger as well and uh me and my brother had this one rickety bow and we would just shoot that thing all night long pretty much till you know we, we couldn't pull it back anymore and that's what we would do yeah, for fun you get so shaky you can barely hit the target and you're yeah like, okay i should probably be stopping but just buy more arrows exactly yeah <laughs> yeah that's awesome i remember uh on my first archery moose hunt i believe it was yeah archery moose hunt and i was like not taking any time off i was so committed that i was going to try to shoot a moose that year i remember like every day after work i think it was like 20 or so every day after work i'd go home and just like shoot arrows shoot arrows i wouldn't shoot until i i couldn't shoot no more but i would like get 
you know, 15 arrows into the target a night and just kept that repetition like every day. And I wasn't even shooting long yardage, like maybe 30 yards and just doing that all the time. And um, yeah, practice, practice makes perfect. I know one of my cousins, he's archery hunts a lot. And he told me like, that's basically your number one step when it comes to archery hunting is just getting those reps in and, and shooting as much as you can every day. So yeah, it he'll get there. Yeah, for sure. Got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, it's one thing to be able to pull 40 a couple times, but it's another to do it consistently. So that's something mm-hmm. he's working on for fall. Nice. Nice. And what else? Like, So you so you got a bear tag. You started with your bow, and then you got a crossbow. Um, what were you shooting with your crossbow? Like, what kind of yardage were you shooting at? Well, we took a shot, a uh, practice shot around 20 yards. Perfect aim. It was dead on. And then... <laughs> We went to the, to the, word. Uh, we went to our hunting spot and. Cool. He's just asking you questions. I don't know if he wants the whole story quite yet or. We were shooting around 15 yards. No, 20 yards. <laughs> 20 yards. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it's, we, we knew where our setup was. It was 20, 25 yards kind of thing. So that's where we were practicing. Right. Yeah. And he had to do his hunter safety. That was another big step. That was a big deal. I did that a while ago. Yeah. I did it like the year I turned 12. Okay. In February, you turned 12. So yeah. you just that was it. the first thing he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So you so you, so you, got your, your crossbow ready to go. Um, and were you ba- uh, baiting these bears? Like, do you bait them in Saskatchewan? Yes. Yeah. So what were you guys doing for bait? Uh, well, <laughs> I went to the grocery store, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and we had some stuff from from bear outfitting as well but bought a bunch of bags of dog food some syrup some candies stuff like that right on but I had an old beaver that was getting pretty ripe that <laughs> works well to just to get the scent in the air and i think that was some marshmallows we, just, we oh, yeah. honey glazed it yeah some nice. honey glaze some candy yes. nice just, just kind of a mix we're I, treating these bears nice I, I got a funny story about a rotten beaver quick here to <laughs> inject here. Um, I used to do some bear guiding way back when. And uh, one of the old tricks that we used to do is put a beaver inside a five gallon bucket with holes drilled in it and like yeah. string it across between two trees. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was baiting bears. I was freshening up the bait and I was kind of just walking around and I just felt this like one drip go down my back and i was like no and i look up and i'm right below the bucket and i just smelt like a rank beaver for the rest of the day (laughs) it's a pretty special smell oh yeah (laughs) yeah it sticks with you it's very pungent but it works if you want to pull in bears for miles yeah hard to beat a beaver no kidding that's like when you're carrying a garbage can or a garbage bag and you feel some like some liquid go on your toe oh yeah <laughs> but even worse yeah even worse yeah so you got your bait and what were you uh in a ground like were you planning to be in a ground blind or a tree stand or what was your setup like there jack well we had this wooden blind that's been there for a long time but there's ants everywhere on the floor like they hurt bad too they had bad bites so we oh, really? basically for the entire time we had to put our feet up on a chairs we weren't dealing with that again, so we brought a <laughs> um, a pop up blind, put a sheet over it with raid and killer. We were not messing around with them things. <laughs> yeah, so we were on the ground in a pop up blind. We popped it up, 
And yeah, we learned from last year, Paulina had hunted in the same spot and we got attacked by ants. Like I've never seen little red and black or actually not little big red and black ants. They'd come up and just bite you like for no reason. You didn't even have to be messing with them. They were pretty mean little buggers. So we actually took a white sheet and put it on the ground and then put the pop up on top of it. So uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it helped keep the ants away. Yeah. And yeah, we were set up 20, 25 yards kind of thing. And it's more fun hunting from the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. I, I love tree stand hunting, but if you can be 20 yards from a black bear on the ground, it de- definitely amplifies the experience. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm, I meant to ask you another question, Jack, earlier, but did you guys have, like, cameras set up? Did you see any pictures of bears before your hunt? Yeah, we had um, – that would be up again. Yeah, <laughs> we, had, we had a stealth cam out, yeah, for sure, to keep an eye on things. And we were getting – some pictures of little bears some just like a little baby bear and then one day there's just a giant bear there and i'm like oh boy we got a good time we're gonna have a good time (laughs) right on and did you like nickname that bear like did you like oh man that's like big papa or like what well we didn't name him but in my head we um paulina and dad they listened to this song I don't know by it's, who it's by, but it's called Bobby McGee, and I wanted to call the bear Bobby McGee. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we we only had two bears on the camera. Okay. So it was pretty fortunate that one of them happened to be a beast. <laughs> no kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think we got the the prep before the hunt, um, kind of figured out. We know you're in the ground blind, you're shooting a crossbow, you got a bait. Um, and you want to go through the hunt now? Like, tell us the whole story right from the start. Like, I did you, this was the first night, is that correct? Yeah, I got him on the first hit. Okay, perfect. So, tell us about like what it was like. Like, paint us a picture. Tell us like your scenery. Tell us like kind of how everything went down before you uh, pulled the trigger. Tell about the weather, too. And the weather, yeah, for sure. Okay. I'll just let him handle this here. Okay. <laughs> you got this, bud. All right. Well, we started off, and after my dad was done bear camp, it was my turn to go bear hunting. And I wasn't expecting anything huge or big. I was just expecting, like, a little medium bear, something nice. And, yeah, I was shooting my bow before we ended up going hunting. And then the one day, we put out the bait, and you know we put all that stuff in hoping it would be good oh yeah and then we'll go to the day we're hunting okay so we're driving we we knew there was a big bear coming in we knew there was a big bear and we're sitting in there for like hours three hours and all of a sudden this my dad just gives me a tap and he's like bear i'm like oh boy (laughs) and I see some trees and grass rustling. I'm like, here we go. And before even seeing the bear, I don't even know if it's the bigger or little one. My heart starts going crazy because <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so excited and nervous. And then this big bear just walks right out. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep my cool, but it's so hard to just, I can't stop looking at the bear. So, I put my safety off and I'm all ready to go. I'm just waiting on the bear. 
and the bear just kind of walks around for a little bit and all of a sudden he goes broadside but his head is down and my dad's like wait you gotta just wait until his head's up and his head goes up my dad gives me the tap and he's like okay you can go <laughs> and i'm like Phew. and when we were on the drive we talked about shot placement okay and you want to shoot him not right behind the shoulder, but a little bit farther than that. And when I shot, pulled the trigger, I shot him right in the middle of the middle. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of the middle. Yeah. It worked good, though. And we waited a little bit because it might have not been the greatest shot ever, but we knew it was going to take him down. So after the shot, I was like, what was this feeling? <laughs> Right. It's like, it's not like a normal nervous feeling. It's a different kind of feeling. Oh, yeah, for sure. The, and the thing is there, Jack, is a, it's a kind of another funny story is when I, I remember like one of the first times when I was deer hunting with my bow and um, I was sitting for quite a few days. I haven't really seen much, like anything close anyways. And then all of a sudden I'd seen in my perfect, like outside of my vision, I could see this deer coming like really close. And I remember sitting there in my knee, like I, my foot started tapping on the tree stand, like my knee was bouncing up and down and I like <laughs> had to put my hand on it, on my knee to try to like get it to stop and it wouldn't stop. And I'm like, to this day, I'm like, how come I couldn't stop my knee from shaking? You know, it yeah. ended up being a doe and I didn't, I didn't end up shooting it. But yeah, that feeling when uh, you get pretty excited is, is pretty cool. Yeah. My knee was shaking too. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, yeah, was it, was vibrating. this? Was this your first time being that close to uh, to bear? Yeah. I guess we had hunted there the year before with Paulina. It was, oh, yeah. That was his very first time seeing bears, but we just right. saw some small ones. Oh, yeah. Right. This is a whole other level. And yeah. I wasn't hunting. I was still nervous and stuff just seeing the bears, but the big bear, when you're hunting, it's crazy. Takes it to a yeah. different level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So – so after you pulled the trigger, what did you say? What did you do? What did you say to your dad? What did your dad say to you? What was it like in well, the blind? After I shot, I put my hands in my mouth. I was like, oh, holy. <laughs> and we did some talking, and he was like, great shot. And we looked over the footage, and middle of the middle. <laughs> Ended up spotting the arrow on the camera. It went right through the bear. Nice. And yeah. I ended up seeing it in the footage. So I was like, well, let's hope that uh, two inch razor blade or the yeah, razor blade. It's a rage, but rage. Yeah, it's like a with a crossbow head. It's a 2.3 inch cut. Okay. Like if that sizzled through both sides. Yeah, that's a doozy. It's going to work pretty well. Yeah. But you never know. Bears don't bleed real great. But this one did, which is awesome. Yeah. And after a while, I was so excited. We were just waiting. And I was like, I want to go over there. I want to go see the arrow. I want to go find the bear. But we had to wait. Yeah. So hard to keep me close. Like, I want to go. Yeah. That's that's my biggest uh, weakness, too. When I, after I pulled the trigger, I'm like, all right, I should wait like half an hour. Ah, I'll just go look for blood. Yeah, I just tiptoe up there and yeah. take a little look around. It's so hard not to. Yeah. And after a while... It felt like forever. I just wanted to go. And finally, we start walking up. I see the arrow. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and there's, it was the bud, the blood was bubbling a little bit. Yeah, it had bubbles in it. So nice. we knew it caught some lungs. Good sign. And 
I still have that arrow. It's in my room over there. But we end up falling the blood, and I was like, "Oh, there's some blood. There's some blood." Right on. Before uh, we get before we get too much further, Richie, I want to ask you, how many times did Jack ask you when can you go look for it? Uh, yeah, there was a couple, <laughs> but we also said, especially we weren't sure if it was like a hundred percent great shot. I said for sure that'll get him, but he might still be around for a little while or still alive for a bit. So we better just play it safe. You never know. It is a bear after all. Mm-hmm. So that adds a whole different element compared to deer or something like that. So he was pretty good. I said, let's just give him a little bit of time. Let's do some video. Let's just talk. And, you know, but he, he was pretty good. He, he gets it. He's been around hunting enough, but he definitely wanted to get at it. And I get yeah. it. <laughs> and, and how come you wanted to wait for the bear to have its head up? That's just a filming thing like it i was gonna i was gonna say yeah <laughs> filmmaker richie or dad richie or who is so that's one thing you're hunting with a crossbow like we usually could have hunted with a shotgun muzzle or a rifle all the seasons were open but the crossbow thing definitely makes it more fun right yeah but it does mean that you have to wait for a, a good shot opportunity you got to wait yeah. for the right angles and stuff like that so we took our time and waited for a broadside and then you give a broadside with the leg back said well just wait (laughs) there's some intense whispering going on and then once he put his leg forward and he was opened up then he still had his head down now that's just it's not an important thing shot wise and if you're doing like spot and stock mule deer it's actually a great time to draw and stuff but cody and i always strive to try to take an animal with its head up just because they look better (laughs) it's you know it's you see the animal in its full glory with its head up instead of down in some grass or something like that. So if you have the opportunity and the situation's calm enough and you can wait it out, that's one of our, our goals. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. It's very cool. Yeah, but <laughs> it can get you in trouble sometimes too. Oh, totally. <laughs> lots of times we get so excited that we forget about that policy deer. <laughs> <laughs> I would forget about that 100%. <laughs> yeah, it happens yeah. lots. But it was good. We were fairly in control. The bear was calm. And I said that we all, we had a bunch of scenarios playing out in those three hours waiting. I said, if the bear comes in calm, we'll take our time and wait for everything to be as perfect as possible. If he comes in on edge, which could easily happen, we'll take the first decent shot we get. Right, right. And I forgot to explain the weather. When sure. we were driving, it was crazy. It was pouring like, what is it? Didn't you say it was like, someone said it was like three inches? Oh, I don't know. It, it was raining hard anyways on almost the whole drive up there. But that's something that we always hope for because if you get bad weather and it's going to clear up and then on the radar, you can see it was patchy. That's when animals really move is right after that bad weather. So it was, right. all the conditions were in our in our favor. And nice. then when we got there, it was super nice. Yeah, we got rained on a couple times in the ground blind, but yeah. then as soon as it got sunny, I'm like, let's be quiet. I bet you this could happen early. And it did. It was like 630 or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. wicked. So you find your arrow jack, then what happens next? Well, we start looking for the blood. We start following it, and we start going into this thick brush. Mosquitoes are crazy. <laughs> like, I was, like, slapping my neck while looking down and, like, holding a crossbow and arrow. I was just... Yeah, they were pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the, the year of the mosquito this year for sure. Um, yeah. What did uh, what did you guys see when you first found the arrow? Was it uh, obviously you said there was some some bubbles on the arrow, which is always a good sign. But uh, how did the blood trail look first coming uh, coming across it? Was it were you pretty confident? Were you uh, 
kind of nervous still or how, how are things looking? I've been around quite a few bears and tracked quite a few, and this is one of the best blood trails I've ever seen. So that was awesome. Nice. So yeah, we, we were pretty confident that he would be done by the time we got there, but I still had the shotgun with some heavy duty slugs ready just in case. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so you've arrow, you got blood on it and then what, what's yeah. going on next? So we're just following the blood. Mosquitoes are going crazy. And we just keep following the blood. And then all of a sudden, my dad's like, you see that? In my mind, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. <laughs> I move over to the side and I see the bear. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Right on. And did you cheer? What did you do? Well, we walked up. My dad had to check the bear because just in case. Right. And as soon as he's like, okay, come over here. I feel the bear. And it was crazy moment. I've never felt anything like it. And I tried lifting up the bear's head for pictures. I couldn't do it. <laughs> too heavy. It's a good problem to have. And yeah. Paulina was, you know, with us videoing us walking up and everything. It was, it was awesome that way too. Amazing. Yeah, yeah it's... it's- it's very relieving when you see a bear down and not moving and not very far away either. So that was great too. Yeah. He went like a hundred yards. Yeah. Oh, that's tops. awesome. That's super awesome. That's uh, who, man, I still get, I, I'm just kind of like going through my regular emotions here when you're telling the story here. And it's, it's like always <laughs> like that super excited at the shot and then nervousness waiting to see the, check out the, the arrow and the blood trail. And then still nervousness until you see the animal. And then once you get up yeah. there and the animal's expired, it's like this rush of like content and like, I don't know, just uh, accomplishment, I guess, would be the proper word to say. Yeah, and, it's and it's all it's, very different as, yes. it, as you go on that journey. So that's amazing to hear you talk about that. Yeah, it's definitely a bunch of different emotions that nothing else will give you. Yeah. And the, the great thing about having this little um, talk, Jack, is that now we get to ask your dad what he felt as a as a father, you know, with his son at his first hunt. Like, what did you think, Richie? Like, what went what went through you when this was all going down? It, I guess it's, it's a strange mix because I was in, like, cameraman mode for some of it. I'm, like, worried about the footage and stuff like that. But then as soon as that side of things kind of over and I knew he'd made a good shot – then it becomes the dad thing right. where it's a bunch of pride and you know, it's, it's a pretty special thing. It's, it's, we love taking people hunting Cody and I, that's something we strive for every season is to take some people out and new people or people that don't get a chance to hunt, but it's, it's a different element when you get to take your own child with you. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's something I've been waiting for for 12 years. <laughs> so there's all that coming together. It, it's a, it's a special thing. And if Jack never wanted to be a hunter or fisher, that would have been totally fine. But it's pretty cool that he is. <laughs> and yeah. to have Paulina there with us and to be able to do it all as a family, not a whole lot of people get to do that. And it's, I'm so happy and so blessed. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Like I, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've hunted a lot, both Chase and myself. And yeah, you get some of those animals you get down and, uh, you know, you're, either cheering super hard or shedding a tear or you know sharing it with family and friends it's like that's why we do it you know it's obviously to put you know food on the table and 
everything else but there's something about that feeling it's just it's so cool i i don't even i can't even explain it so I, yeah jack got some tears flowing when he was holding the bear and stuff so nice is is pretty real moment and you know it's <laughs> it's something special and it's it's awesome that we have it on video too to relive that someday right now it's still pretty fresh but someday it won't be mm-hmm. and to have that is going to be huge so i i recommend everybody when you can in those big moments try to get some video pictures will take you back video lets you relive it yeah 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 that's wicked so amazing i uh my boys are five and three and uh they, they've come out to the the blind with me a few times and it's a little more chaos than it is actual hunting <laughs> but, <Yes. laughs> but is is still uh some some great moments to, to reflect on and i i can't wait to to actually live the day where they uh they want to go hunting and and hopefully they they continue to want to hunt with me and uh yeah hopefully i'm there when they put their their first animals down as well uh i'm sure you will be in it, it it comes quick. <laughs> it really doesn't seem like that long ago that Jack was holding the pair of binoculars backwards, being you know three years yes. old and stuff. But he caught his first fish at three, and yeah, this has been a long time coming. So it's right. I'm excited for you to also be able to take your kids, like or or other people's kids, whatever. But yeah, it's big it's, moments, man. Very big. Yeah. So Jack, you uh, so the bear's down the ground. You've got to touch it. You got to try to lift its head. Got some pictures. Um, what do you have any like information on the bear? Like how big was it? Like do you have any uh, weight or measurements or anything like that? You, for well, first, first of all, it was a lot bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was pretty heavy in general. It was it was hard to lift up just its head and. Just moving it in general was intense. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it'd be over three hundred pounds for sure. Oh, nice. Great. And all I could do was just pet the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even just to get it like nicely positioned for pictures and stuff, it was a lot of work. So it was a big-bodied bear. Um, when we got the hide off, we got some rough measurements, and it was just about seven feet nice. squared. Right so on. yeah, big bear that way, but is. His head was quite big as well. You want to know the score? Oh, absolutely. Um, twenty and nine sixteens. Nice, awesome. That's good for is. you, man. Yeah, we had legendary Bentley Coburn score him. He's a, a pretty famous scorer in Saskatchewan and made all kinds of hunting videos over the years. So it's pretty cool to be able for you to meet Bentley finally, and for him to score his bear was a pretty big moment as well. Yeah, that's a huge bear. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Honestly, it's a really big bear. I don't even know how big it is because I've never shot another bear. I just <laughs> you might hunt for many years and not get one with the skull size that big. Yeah, so that was extra fortunate. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Right on. And you have uh, so now you have bear in the freezer. Is there have you guys eaten any of the meat yet? No, we haven't yet. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's at bear camp. We had a lot of people sending us or saying taking the meat back home to Wisconsin and stuff like that. And they're going to send some recipes and stuff. So some yeah. stuff. Yeah. I've haven't tried a whole lot of bear, but from what I've, I, I have tried it a couple of times and it was actually pretty good. It's just more of a mental thing than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big time. We, uh, 
I've had it quite a bit. Like when I was living, I lived in Thompson, northern Manitoba, for four years or so. And one of my relatives, he's an outfitter up there, does a lot of bear hunting. So I actually stayed with him for six months, and um, yeah, he ate a lot of bear meat. And I, I like if he never told me it was bear meat, I would never have known, you know. Yeah. And um, Josh McFadden down here, um, buddies of ours from Winnipeg, he's a chef and everything else, and or an outdoor chef, or so he claims. And uh, he can he's done bear ribs and stuff for us and. Yeah, I would. I highly recommend it. I really like the meat. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah bear, bear ribs. I could see that being pretty good. <laughs> yeah, ribs of anything is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, and it makes really, really good sausage too because it's a little, little fattier meat, right? So it uh, holds that moisture well. Oh yeah. Well, Jack, that's a that's a pretty cool story, and not only that, a really great accomplishment, especially uh, twelve years old, first animal, right? First animal big game animal to harvest do what do you have what do you have on your wish list next big white tail and big mule deer <laughs> oh yeah and is that with is that with your uh with your bow or your crossbow well i want to get both of them with a bow but mule deer uh, it's pretty intense and i'm pretty little so <laughs> probably have to go with a gun or a crossbow okay so jack actually drew a mule deer tag this year nice which really lucky <laughs> And it's in a spot we've never hunted before, so it's just going to be an adventure. We'll scout it out over the summer. We'll do some drives there. We probably won't be doing a whole lot of fishing this summer because we're going to be spending so much time scouting, but that's right. a good problem to have. So hopefully he gets his first mule deer this fall. And yeah, it'll probably be a muzzleloader or a gun hunt just because it's these, these draw tags are like a once every five to eight year kind of thing. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Yeah, he's pretty lucky to get one right now. That's cool. No kidding. Yeah. And what and about whitetail? We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We might not need any meat. <laughs> Maybe whitetail will be a next year thing. Yeah. Right on. So you're going to continue over the summer now until the fall shooting your bow. You're going to keep pulling that bow back and trying to get it yeah. up to 40 pounds. Or... I want to yeah. be able to sustainably pull 40 pounds. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. Or right more. On. As you or get more. bigger and stronger, yeah, more is always better when it comes to to draw. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you guys uh, watch any of that ranch fairy stuff? Of which? His his his, uh, his like handle on Instagram and YouTube is Ranch Fairy. Ranch He's like, fairy? Uh, no. He does like the uh, a bunch of like heavy arrow stuff kind of deal. No, and I he can't uh, he, I don't think I he quite often goes out and shoots pigs with a forty pound bow with like a heavy arrow set up and gets full pass throughs on them stuff oh nice yeah i've I've seen some surprising thing from things from 40 pounds yeah <laughs> yeah over I... the years filming with mostly you know women and a lot of them are in that 40 to 50 pound range it's incredible what a good setup can do 100 percent, man if you get that thing dialed in you, you could kill pretty much anything you need to yeah jack i got a couple more questions for you before we switch over and ask your dad a whole bunch of questions but um you you like to go fishing too, and you you did mention that you uh, your favorite fish to catch. But do you have any plans this summer to get out fishing? Like, do you have any trips planned or anything that you want to do? Want to go sturgeon fishing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just put that right at the top of the list. Yeah, the yeah. river's not real far away, so we'll probably sneak out for a couple evenings. Nice, nice, that's cool. And then, what about this filming? Like, you you watch your dad film a lot of hunts, and is that something that you're interested in? I heard you did a little bit of editing you know, yeah, a little while ago, and. I won an editing award 
Oh, but really? No one else entered the competition. <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to say that, man. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he did a great job regardless of winning by default. Yeah, he's getting into the filming with fishing mostly and as well some editing with the fishing side of things too. So it's, it's nice That's to see. Awesome. It's, it's something that, you know, if you're into this kind of world, it's nice to be able to do. So um, mm-hmm. see what, see if it goes anywhere or not, but either way, it's a good skill to learn. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Is that, well, is that yeah. something you, you see yourself doing in the future, Jack, or was, do you have uh what's, uh, what's in your That's mind bad. for, uh, yeah. Well, the best thing that could happen, I could be a fish biologist and below that would probably be like, um, yeah, film, filmer or something like that. You want to be a fishing guy too? Fishing guide, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, go be a guy, fishing guide for a bit. And... Up in the Cree River, Cree, Cree Cree River Lodge. Heck yeah. Yeah, you, you fell in love with that place pretty hard. So Yeah, I've heard stories about that place. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. I watched a, watched a video of you guys. It looks pretty awesome. I also, Jack, I watched the video that you edited, and I was really impressed. And I actually was going to tell Richie, like, ask your dad if I could get your phone number so I can give it to Chase. <laughs> because Chase, I don't know if you might be a little bit better editor than Chase in some, some regard. Yeah, so we got a he couple, might need to ask you some questions. we got a couple hard drives we could send you if you want some work. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to give some work to him. I got so much editing to do that. <laughs> That'd be handy. Yeah, it, I've seen some of your stuff. It's looking really nice, Chase. Uh, I think I saw like a Leatherman, some bits there and stuff yeah. like that. Some yeah, some stuff coming stuff together. Later. Yeah. yeah. Hey, no free ads. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's pretty fun when it comes together. When you get some good video and then it, you put it together and it tells a story. Yeah. There's something special about that. And it's nice to see you guys are doing that. And I'm pretty proud that he's kind of getting into that too. 100%. Yeah. I think what uh, what a lot of people don't realize is on the, on the back end, well, on the front end of that is like... <clears throat> And in my experience with it anyways, there's there's about three to five times at least, depending on the situation, but at least that much more video that you actually take and then you only use a little fraction of it. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's probably like a, a tenth or something. Yeah. It's it's easy to hit a red record button. It's what you do with that footage after that it really makes it into something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. You obviously have a tremendous amount of experience with that, so I'd, it, it's pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, the more you do it, the more you realize how much work goes into it. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes, it makes you appreciate when you see someone else's nice work too. Yeah. It, it's like almost that. like the, uh, it's almost like a, uh, oh, what do they call that? Uh, geez. I can't remember the name for it, but it's like the, the unappreciated role that somebody, somebody plays until, until you're actually doing that role and you realize how much work goes into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I'm sure a really good guitar player will probably appreciate a really good guitar riff more than just a normal person listening. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And Jack, just to kind of finish some stuff off about this hunt too. And I know it's super hard being on, uh, on the spot, right. When you get asked questions, but if you could take anything away from this hunt, um, something that you'll like never forget, or maybe a part of it, what would it be? So what's the question here? Kind of like if like if, if like what what's something you'll never forget about this hunt? The number one thing that'll stick out in your mind. The shot. Yeah, like before <laughs> or after? Just as soon as it was gonna happen, like as soon as the bear walked in, that the bear until the shot, 
that's a moment I'll never forget. That's cool, man. That's really cool. And then walking up to the bear is something crazy too. <laughs> well, the cool thing about it is that hopefully we captured enough of the story that you can go back and listen to this podcast someday, someday when you get a little bit older and you'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, I appreciate that. Another thing you said was he could run six laps around a track and his heart and breathing still wouldn't be going as much as those big moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Been there. Yeah, that's amazing. Reminds me of hunting elk. Takes me about 200 breaths to calm myself down. Yeah. You're the first bugle for the year. Yeah, elk are something special. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Elk call too, so maybe I can help my dad out. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. That's a huge accomplishment, Jack, and an amazing story. And I, I love how connected I, I like you can hear it in your story and you can hear it in you know, through your dad and, and everything like that. And I'm I'm sure there's a, a lot of uh, appreciation that goes into this and and um I think you you got yourself a, a pretty good uh mentor there for the, the next for the future here for yourself <laughs> best of the best yeah <laughs> yeah it's we're, we're pretty fortunate to be able to do what we do and for me to be able to take him and paulina on these experiences so yeah we, we definitely appreciate it and we appreciate the bear a lot too he's a beautiful magnificent critter and it's, it's definitely a, something that we respect a, a big bear deserves a lot of respect you know, they're mm-hmm. smart, they're amazing animals, and it's something we'll cherish for a lot of years, having that rug on the wall and skull and stuff like that. So, yeah, nice. yeah, it, it's a big moment for sure. Yeah, and I think, and I think like bear, I'm not like a huge bear hunt, hunter by any means, but I think it's the same with any wild animal. Like they don't get, they don't get big and that big by being dumb or being, you know what I mean? Like it clearly sur- survived how many years to get to that size. You know, it's a pretty cool piece of nature, right? Yes, absolutely. And Jack's a, a great kid. And it, some people will be like, oh, he doesn't deserve a bear that big. And you could argue that easily. <laughs> but he's a great kid. And obviously, I'm a dad, so I'm going to say that. But <laughs> he really is. He helps us out. He's been helping since he could walk, basically, setting up ground blinds and just doing anything he can to be part of the team and to help out. And he doesn't complain. So he deserves it more than people might think. Nice. <laughs> Even though he only had to sit for three and a half hours. <laughs> hey, yeah. a little bit of luck can go a heck of a long way too. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Richie, what, um, so what have you been up to? I heard that you guys have been, or not heard, you guys have been doing some uh, spring bear hunting yourselves. Yeah. So it was something that we got into. We, we love taking people hunting but we also like telling our own deer stories and stuff like that too. So we couldn't really become deer outfitters. We just got to tell our own stories and we love hunting big deer ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> but spring is something that is fairly open for us. So Cody has wanted to get into the barrel outfitting for a few years and the right opportunity popped up and he bought an area and it was pretty sweet because it's an area that hasn't been hunted for a lot of years. So we knew it would be a pretty good opportunity. And this is our first year guiding up there. And it was a late spring, so that made it very difficult. We couldn't get in there until like early May. Oh, yeah. There was just so much snow. I'm sure you guys got a ton of it, too. Yeah, it was nuts. 
yeah so we were quadding around going through the snow and some guys are using snowmobiles but then you just sink through in the soft snow but it was a lot of learning this year learning some of the area and just <laughs> learning the bears learning what works and what doesn't work and it it ended up being an, an awesome season i think we had 18 hunters come and i think basically everyone had got a bear or had a opportunity at a big bear nice and we all or everybody took boars too which is huge right on yeah it it was it was fun because it's, it's we love hunting with people and this is a chance for people that are that we'd never meet normally to come up hunting mm-hmm. with us so it's mostly yeah. americans a lot of utah guys wisconsin people and it was just it was so much fun having these people on camp because that's we love people cody and i are just we love telling stories around you know around the supper table in the lodge and it, it was a way to really connect with people that love the show and go hunting bears at the same time so it, it was a lot of fun and big and fishing too so it's just right, nice. a lot of things that we love coming together yeah no kidding yeah. Well, a lot of color phase bears up there in your area or was it no actually not there's there's a lot of young colored bears but not a whole lot of old ones and unfortunately people shoot them when they're younger a lot of them and it's a shame and that's something that we're really working on protecting so we had basically a rule of no shooting any smaller colored bears we just got to see it we and we have some like medium ones that are nice and going to be beautiful bears in a few years but they're off limits (laughs) until you know we want big old boars that's we could take i think over 40 hunters legally and we're taking less than half that because we want to keep the trophy in the in the area mm-hmm. we want to keep the trophy quality in the area up. we don't want people to just come and shoot a bear with us we want people to come and have a legitimate chance at big bears yeah getting that bear of a lifetime absolutely it's a bear is an amazing critter a big bear is a whole nother level mm-hmm. so we want everyone that comes hunting with us to be hunting a big bear not just you know doing the old outfitter yeah there's a big bear in the area but you know you don't see any trail cam pictures of it we're going to show people okay you're hunting this bear he's awesome Mm -hmm. you might not you might not get him because a big old bear is a smart critter but everyone that comes with us will be in the area of a big bear hunting a big bear Mm -hmm. now richie you said a few times through the podcast here already that um you know big bears are are fairly smart (laughs) and uh there's no question that the the more mature animal gets the more the more it learns but what are what are some of the telltale signs from uh you know or some of the things that that big old bears will do that uh you know you can recognize you mean like trying to recognize when a bear comes in if that's a big old shooter yeah and just around like like for instance um when when i was doing some guiding there um like uh some of the trails leading into a bait you you could tell where the you know a bear had stepped in the same yeah. paw prints every time and that was like a telltale sign that there was a fairly mature bear there right for sure walk, um walking that, it's so like, cool when you see a bear trail like you're talking where it's not a deer trail you see like a staggered prince and yeah a big bear will leave those um Stealth cams are huge. We have bear boxes trying to keep them from getting, you know, shredded to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and that's essential equipment for bears, I think. 
So that helps trying to judge them. Seeing their crap is obviously a big one. If you guided, you know about that game. You're looking for, you know, that pop can kind yeah, of size. Yeah, I was say, the, the Coke can. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of a weird hunter thing, but you yeah. roll up to a spot and you see something like that. You're like, okay, this is exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, doing the trail cam thing helps a lot, but they're still, I think they're the toughest animal to judge. Yeah. Out of, out of all of them. And it's people make mistakes and there's, it happened a couple of times this last year and we had guys sitting for big bears and then they got like, you know, a nice medium bear, maybe thinking it was the big one. And it's, that's just bear hunting. That's just something you got to accept. <laughs> Unless they have like a very distinct mark, it's so tough to judge. Yeah, and we we tell people that say you know, if you make a mistake, it's it's not a big deal. Really try to tell whether it's a boar or a sow. That's you know just to help keep the populations good and everything like that. And if you shoot a sow, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're they're tough, and it's the crazy thing about bear hunting. Well, I could I could just imagine the uh, the emotions in camp with you guys, especially if you know somebody's been been following along with you guys for a while, and now they get to actually be in camp with you, and they know that there's a big bear on site, and you know you know how things get amped up in the tree stand when bears start coming in, and oh you for know, sure it gets pretty exciting pretty quick. And it's we've been around bears so much that we kind of lose some of that, and then when we go sit with someone or drop them off. And you can tell they're completely rattled. It brings a lot of the fun back. It was like hunting with Jack. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you see someone and they're like, they're shaking before a bear even comes in. And you're like, this guy's going to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you see him at like, some of the bears walk right past the blind at a couple of yards. Some of them put their nose right in there. Like I said, this area hasn't really been hunted for a lot of years. So these bears, they're not very afraid of humans. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it, it's, it's pretty special. Yeah. No kidding. And yeah, it's, there's, we have guys that are like hardcore elk hunters, deer hunters. They've been there, done that. And then a bear comes in and they completely fall apart. <laughs> it's just <laughs> something different about bears. They just rattle people like nothing else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially on the ground. We had one tree stand and all the rest were ground blinds. Oh, really? So, no kidding. Yeah. When you're on the ground, it definitely adds more excitement to it too. Although even in the tree stand, they were climbing the trees up and guys, turn it around and there's bears right behind yeah. them and stuff coming to check them out yeah yeah like it's a little so, intense yeah it's it's a lot of fun it it was it was pretty cool like i said a lot of people have been following the show for years so they already feel like they know us and then they get to hunt and hunt big bears and it, it was so much fun yeah. uh, did you i'm already looking forward to next year did you guys do any like filming while you're out there for sure yeah we're gonna make an episode we just call it l2h outfitting co and that's the name of the outfitting company. And that's going to be the name of the episode. And it's just a compilation of people's hunts. You know, everyone's yeah. filming now with their phones and stuff. And not all the hunts were on video, but a lot of them were. And we sat with people a few times. And there is some great big bear shot that we're going to showcase on the show. That's cool. And it's, it's going to be a fun episode. It's just, you know, we had five weeks of hunters. And we're just going to show the best of the best of all those weeks. Some fishing, for a big yeah. hike and stuff like that. So... That's got that's yeah. gotta be the just the best bear hunting combos. Like being <laughs> being able to catch fish and, and hunt bears the same trip. It's pretty wicked. Yeah. You get you get a lot of people from especially like Utah or something, they don't even have pike and come up here and catch big fish and hunt big bears. It's 
yeah, uh, everyone that came was great and they really appreciated it, <laughs> which made it that much more fun. Nice. Right on. And uh, what about what do you got going on this fall? I mean, I know you don't like telling too many secrets, but <laughs> you guys, you guys going to be running after some mule deer and some white tail deer uh, this fall? This year is, I, I can't promise anything, but it has potential to be a banner year. Oh, really? So Jack got his mule deer tag. Cody and Kelsey have mule deer draw tags. I've got a mule deer draw tag. So that means we can help with rifles, muzzle loader bow. Right. And I also got an elk tag that I've been waiting for for 11 years. Whoa. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, it's like the top pool. After 11 years, they feel sorry for you, and they put you in <laughs> legacy pool, it's called. <laughs> so I finally got an elk tag. Paulina, she hunted for two years, and she shot an elk. <laughs> a beautiful one. <laughs> well, Cody and I are like, man, I sure would mind, wouldn't mind an elk tag. Yeah. <laughs> So I finally got one in an area that has potential for, you know, some good elk. I don't need a monster. I just, I want a good, respectable bull to have. And like you guys have been there hunting elk. They're they're a special animal too. There's nothing rattles you like a bugle. Mm -hmm. No kidding. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing I've been telling. Well, I've said it on this podcast before too, is that prominently I was a moose hunter and uh, one of my first elk, hunts i went on like a good one where i actually heard bugles and everything was with chase and i like ever like since that first time i heard it till like the last one that i heard it's like i, I won't forget it you know <laughs> like it's each and every single like encounter we had like the one hunting trip we went on we had like encounter four or five different bulls oh. and i could tell you the story of each one because it's like i heard them talking to chase like you know yeah. like, it's cool it's so cool hunting oh they they it sticks with you. Although, yeah, I, I love mule deer. I love moose. And Cody actually has a moose tag, too, in Saskatchewan this year. He's been waiting for it forever, too. So we And we also have a few pretty awesome whitetail that hopefully made the winter. It was a pretty bad winter, unfortunately, so I'm sure we lost yeah. some. But we should have a couple pretty big whitetail on the go. And with all these draw tags, it, it could be unreal. Or we could get a bunch of skunks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, it was, it's going to be fun. And like I said the barrel fitting was so much fun. We learned a lot. Um, our motto was basically figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we've both been guides before, Cody and I, but this is our first year just doing everything ourselves. Other than we mm-hmm. had an amazing cook with us to camp. But other than her, we did it all. We set everything up. We dropped people off and there's so many breakdowns and crazy weather and stuff. So say, I gotta stop you here, Richie. So you guys worked together for five weeks straight, and so that's why you—that's why you loved hitting them with that tortilla, then, hey? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. I know this is a an audio thing, but I highly recommend everybody look up the tortilla challenge and <laughs> find someone that you have some tension with. <laughs> and go slap him in the face with the tortilla and totally get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to be good at rock, paper, scissors, though. Yes, that helps a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, you have rock, paper, scissors. And if you win, you get to slap the other person in the face with the tortilla. Well, they have water. Well, you have something in your mouth, like yeah. some water, or beer, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I got to slap Cody a bunch of times in the face of it. And it, it was satisfying for sure. <laughs> I got you both too. I got you guys pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Jack, Jack did it too. I gave oh, it all. I like whooped them. Right honestly, Cody's one of my best friends and he's also my boss. 
but despite five weeks of being, you know, glued at the hip, we're, we're pretty used to that. We do the same thing every fall. And I think it went pretty good. Most people like their dynamic. You know, I try to, I try to keep things more logistical. He's telling stories and all over the place and it kind of, we balance each other out somewhat, yeah. I think. Awesome. And yeah, I'm pretty mechanically inclined. Okay. I used to be a mechanic and stuff, which was helpful for the, you know, the CV axles breaking the wheel bearings, wheels flying off of trailers, uh, quad hitches falling off you know that yeah. kind of stuff there's yeah. there's so many things when you're up north you just got to be able to fix things with you know whatever you can yeah, yeah. A slew of spare parts and away you go yeah you Hopefully guys have been there the right up in the bush you you make things work and you figure it out so. yeah yeah we we learned a lot <laughs> yeah well i i don't want to take up too much more of your time chase do you got anything else before we uh start wrapping this up um nothing well i do actually i do um nothing to continue on i got kind of a bit of my final final here final thoughts and um i just want to say a big thanks to you guys for coming on and and uh joining us again on the podcast richie and jack thank you for making your first appearance and sharing your story and um you know i just had had this thought of uh you know, Richie, maybe you're saying like some people might not think that Jack deserved the this bear or whatever. And uh, in my mind, just listen to you, Jack, talk about the bear and, and how much emotion was behind it and how much work you put into it and how much you've been involved with your dad and everything is set up and all that. And uh, like he actually really cared about this. And, and I, I like makes me reflect to this this one young fellow I guided and uh he had harvested uh, a really big bear like the biggest bear we we got in camp that fall and uh he had no idea what he had and he just kind of like went up to it and was like there's my bear kind of thing and i was like are you kidding me man that's the biggest bear we shot this year <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's a shame when someone doesn't appreciate and, something like that and i don't know if it was just because of the family dynamic he was in or whatever but i just like i don't know <laughs> I think he would have been just as happy with the small bear. So, um, yeah. you know, I just don't let anyone take you, take that away from you, Jack. You did a hell of a job, man. Thank you. Uh, Richie and Jack, do you guys have any final thoughts? And... No. Richie? Yeah. I'd say <laughs> if, you, if you get the chance, Jack's like tearing up here listening to this stuff. So there, there's nothing like outdoors it doesn't even have to be you know a big game hunt but do your best to get people you care about out there it doesn't have to be your own kid because it opens up a world of opportunity and it's you know it you guys know it more than anyone it's a whole different world and try to get people doing that because it might change their life like jack wants to be a maybe a fish biologist or a fishing guide so <laughs> just yeah. take someone fishing take them hunting and try to show them the world that we have that we're so lucky to be part of because there's so many people that would absolutely love it if they only had the chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And to tell you another, I'll tell you one more quick story. Um, just this past fall, uh, my dad's neighbor, um, has a young daughter. She just got her hunter safety and she turned, I think 12 or 13, I think 12. Anyways, she um, decides to go hunting with her dad. 
they uh she shoots her first deer um they call us like hey do you want to give us a hand and like we hunt with them all the time like you know um with the dad and stuff and yeah for sure we went out there and my dad and i went out there with our headlamps and there's fresh snow on the ground and was looked and yeah sure there's blood and she made a perfect shot the deer went 15 20 yards into the bush and you know it's one of those things that i'll never forget uh as a hunter like i don't have kids myself but being around you know those first time hunters if they're 12 years old or 62 years old it's like it's it's a cool really cool thing um to be a part of so i remember uh you know pulling the deer out and we were like helping her skin it and showing her different like the different ways it's not really different ways to skin it showing her the way we skin it and at the end of the day she was so happy like i don't think i've seen someone smile so much you know in, in, in a short period of time and we cooked up a little bit of the backstrap in the shop and had a little bit of a feast and she was so happy and yeah it's just it's it's a really cool thing but i guess to, to finish off this podcast i just want to say like uh i've been a huge fan of uh cody kelsey's and yourself richie um jack you're I'm a huge fan of yours now. It was a great story. I always say it's a good podcast when I get teared up. So uh, you did an awesome job telling the story, and I appreciate you taking the time to uh, sit in and tell us how that all went down. So, But anyways, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks a lot for coming on, guys, and uh, we'll probably be chatting with you down the trail. Appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for the opportunity, and just really appreciate letting him tell the story. And it's also going to be on an episode of Live to Hunt coming up. So awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So I love what you guys are doing. You guys have had some awesome guests over the years and the momentum seems to keep going. So I hope you guys keep on rocking. Right on. Thanks, Richie. Pumping the outdoor world. Yeah. For All sure. right. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> See ya. This episode is brought to you by the iHunter app. If uh, you don't know what I'm talking about, be sure to uh, head over to the App Store or whatever device you're using. Check out the iHunter app. It's the uh, integrated um, hunting application, mapping application that provides high-quality satellite imagery along with uh, waypoints and all sorts of other map layers, including public land maps and private land owner maps as well. If you're interested in getting a discount for Manitoba, the public land the public lands, head over to uh, web.ihunterapp.com and type in the promo code Panoramic30 for 30% off your public land subscription. Shelly, we just wrapped up episode with Jack and Richie. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Man, two great, two great dudes right there. Um, Jack's a good kid, you know. You can tell it by the way he tells his story. He's super excited. He's emotional. You can tell it, the passions there. Oh, big time. He's going to be, yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I, I really enjoyed that episode. It um, brought back a lot of memories to hunting with my dad. You know, like when, uh, like the one I'll never forget is when I shot my moose with my bow and my dad was there with me and, you know, all that stuff he was saying, it's like, man, I had that same thing, but I was like 20 something years old, you know? <laughs> so it's, it's pretty cool. And then, and then of course you got Richie there and same with Pauline jumping in on the burning questions. That was fun. But, um, having Richie there alongside him and Richie's a good dude. He's got a heart of gold and mm-hmm. salt of the earth type of dude. And I really enjoy chatting with him. I mean, we still, since the last episode, we still touch base with each other every once in a while, see how things are going. And he's always, uh, always happy to have a chat and, you know, asking him questions or whatever. He's always kind of 
helping out where he can, right? So mm-hmm. he's a really, really good dude. Your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, right on. Uh, amazing episode. Um, like I said, that that kid's got got the passion. He's got the itch, and he's got he's probably one of the the best mentors in the world. That that uh, a kid that is that passionate about the outdoors could have. And uh, there's no doubt that Richie had a huge role to play in that and, and obviously done a great job as a father to in- introduce him to the outdoor world. So, so uh, yeah, big uh, big shout-out to Richie for that, man. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see the episode come out and watch that one, and I'm uh, excited to see what, what adventures those guys are going to be having in the future here. Yeah, and, like, that's one of the things that I really, really enjoy about – cody and kelsey's show and like how richie's a part of it and everything else is like a lot of it's family oriented and like remember we were when we had uh richie on last time and we were talking about that big mule deer buck right mm-hmm. and we watched the video and stuff like that and it was all about sleepy and you know you you, you go watch you go to watch the video thinking it's gonna be like this this big hunting video but it has so much to do with the family you know and all the little things that you need to put together to be able to go hunting or be able to see a deer like that. And when we were doing this episode, it was like, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, like they said, like he's there helping put up ground blinds, you know, like Jack's there helping doing this and family is huge for those, for those people. And and that's why I think I grab was it gravitate, gravitate to that, to live to hunt. You know, I like watching their, their, their shows. I like looking up their stuff on YouTube. So, mm-hmm. uh, they put on a good production, but it's, uh, has a lot to do with their surroundings for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, before we take off, I have one more question for you. You can answer it short. Well, it's going to be long, long, long form, probably, right? Yeah. So how do I, I'm going to try to put this together the right way. You, you got your elk tag. You got a spike bow at spike ball at thirty yards, and you got a six by six at sixty yards. Which one are you shooting? Oh man, that's a tough situation, but probably the spike ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just I'm one of those people that fully believe you got to get the monkey off the back sometimes, and that's how it's been a lot of ways for me in the in the hunting world. I remember my first deer that I shot. I took me forever to shoot that thing. And, uh, so yeah, I think I, I don't want to go into the season expecting to come out with a, with a big six by six and not, um, capitalize on any other opportunities. Cause I think I'm just, I'm just going to go into it and it's going to be any elk pretty much. And, uh, if that happens, I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, there goes my question. <laughs> Right on. Well, thanks again, folks, for listening in. We appreciate it, each and every one of you. If you want to help us out on this podcast, make sure you give it a share, give it a like, give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. See ya.